0: Hey, how you doing? This is Craig back, and welcome in to the first ever Stop Drinking Expert Happy Sober podcast. And in this series of audio events, what I'm hoping to do is just talk about some of the hidden subjects, some of the taboo issues around alcohol addiction. And not in a kind of preachy way, talking down or, you know, speaking negatively about people who have acknowledged that they have a drinking problem. I want to keep this positive. I want this to be a focus on all the amazing benefits of living a happy, sober life. Uh, and But part of that is also it appreciating the bubble of unreality that we live in in the Western world around this drug, a drug that we don't even like to call a drug. You go up to your drinking buddies and, uh, call their favorite tipple a drug and see how upset they get. And alcohol is is quite unique as far as drugs go because it's the only one where if you get a problem with it, if you get addicted to it, they blame you and not the drug. That's weird because that doesn't happen with any other drug. If you tell someone you're addicted to cigarettes, if you're addicted to smoking... They don't instantly label you as a broken smoker and they don't tell you that you're going to be broken for the rest of your life and there's no hope for you. They understand that you've fallen prey to a very addictive substance that's been marketed in a narcissistic way by sociopathic big industries. Even heroin. You tell people you're addicted to heroin, and they're like, oh, how terrible this evil drug has got into your life. But you tell people you're addicted to alcohol and they're like, oh, you poor, broken person. You're an, al- you're an alcoholic and you always will be. You're always going to be broken. Poor guy. Poor girl. So it's weird. You know, we have this twisted reality around alcohol. And that's, uh, that's what I want to talk about in this podcast uh, because I think this will resonate with a lot of people and what I found over my last 10 years of helping people to quit drinking. Is that so many people hear this story and hear me talking about this and go, oh my God, what? It's not just me? Because back when I was a drinker, I thought I was just weird. I thought I was just the only one that felt like this. I looked around and I saw all my friends and family, you know, being able to enjoy a drink socially. They didn't seem to be affected the way I was, it didn't seem to be destroying their lives. And so I felt like I was just some weirdo. Until I realized that actually what we're seeing out there is not reality. It's like when you look on Facebook and you look at all your friends, they all appear to be in amazing, happy relationships, don't they? Isn't it funny how everyone seems to be with their soulmate? And they're posting memes and little, you know, love poems. And they're like, How lucky am I? My hubby's just taken me here. How fantastic is my wife? She's just done this for me. And it's all very sickly and sweet. And you look at it and you get depressed and you think, Well, why? Isn't my life this good? And the answer is, their life isn't that good either. It's a distortion, it's not reality. And you'll find this, you know, when you see a couple posting lovey-dovey posts and you know for a fact that they hate each other. And this is true when you look around and you see people drinking alcohol. This is not reality. Not everyone is getting away with this. Because, you know, I had a severe drinking problem for 20, 20 years of my life. and But nobody knew about that, apart from my close family. I wasn't missing work. I wasn't getting DUIs. I wasn't getting arrested. I wasn't, you know, vomiting at work or anything like that. I was turning up for work on time, doing my job and going home and drinking two bottles of wine every night. And it was killing me. It was ripping my body apart. I was getting more and more health problems. It was destroying my marriage and it was making me a terrible father. And I'm deeply ashamed of who I was back then because of what this drug did to me. But if you'd asked anyone who knew me back then, is Craig Beck an alcoholic, they would have said no. Oh, he can handle his drink all right, but he's not an alcoholic. And that's that's the delusion. So one thing I wanted to talk about today in the podcast uh, is some new research that is showing something quite shocking is happening. And that is that for the first time ever, more and more women are becoming addicted to alcohol. They're breaking away from the the norm that we've established over the last few hundred years that it is men who generally have the addiction problems around this drug. And if you go back a hundred years, men had three times the chance of becoming alcohol-dependent than women. And for the first time, there's parity. It's equal. There's no difference between the genders anymore. You're just as likely to become addicted to alcohol if you're a woman as if you're a man. And I think this starts with society's perception of women. You know, back a hundred years ago, it just wasn't the done thing for women to be seen drinking. Men went to the pubs and got drunk and fall over and caused trouble. Women were expected to act like ladies and drinking was seen as unladylike. And so it was frowned upon. And that has changed, hasn't it? We've become a more liberal society, which is a good thing. We're dealing with sexism in the workplace, which is a good thing. But the byproduct of that equality is that women are being encouraged to drink, to go to the bar after work and do their office work and their socializing there, and they're almost being bullied into doing it. But that's just part of the problem, really, because here's the truth. Actually, women are not drinking in the same way as men. I'm not being sexist here, and I don't, I don't want this to come across as all men do this or all women do that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about here is problem drinkers. You see, men tend to use alcohol for a different reason than women. They use it for a kind of positive reinforcement. They're, you know, we're quite needy. <laughs> We need our ego massaged a little bit, and alcohol is a route to doing that. It gives us a, an excuse, a reason to be in a gang, to be social. It takes away our social awkwardness, helps us deal with our doubts and our worries, and we're, we're using it to build ourselves up generally. Whereas women are often using alcohol to a problematic level to deal with pain. I'm not talking about physical pain, although some people do use it for that reason. I'm talking about psychological, emotional pain. Because these days, being a modern woman, there's a lot of pressure involved. There's pressure to perform. Pressure to excel in the workplace. To carve out a career. And then when you become a mom, you keep all that pressure, but you get a whole heap of new stuff piled on top of you. You know, society and social media dictates that you must be super mom now. You must be seen to be holding down the great job and being a fantastic role model to your children and doing all the stuff that moms have to do. And what is happening is I think women are getting just overloaded with pressure and expectation and they're using alcohol as a mild anesthetic to make it go away for a little bit. And using alcohol to deal with life's problems is a bit like using a loan shark to deal with your debt. Yeah, it kind of deals with your problem in the short term, but then the problem it gives you on the back end is much bigger than the problem you started with. So more and more women are finding that You know, they're putting the kids to bed and then opening the bottle of wine. Women are not going to bars and drinking in groups generally. This is more of a male trait. Most of the problem drinking that women are doing, they're doing it at home. They're seeing all the cheap offers on wine at the supermarket. They're seeing all the devious marketing, which is targeted directly at stressed and overworked moms. Would you believe there is even a brand of alcohol, a brand of wine? called Mummy's Little Helper. I mean, that's not just wrong. That's evil. The alcoholic drinks manufacturers are narcissistic sociopaths. Alcohol is killing three million people every year. And it's doing it entirely legally. Here is a product on the shelves of our supermarkets that kills three million people every year, and the government says, carry on. It's insane. We live in a insane world. And we've seen all this before. It's not like we didn't see this coming. You know, 30 years ago, this is exactly what the cigarette industry was doing. This is what the tobacco manufacturers were doing. They were just as devious. They were just as evil. And they killed millions and millions of people with their evil product. And it's happening again, and we're letting it. It's just crazy. And our language around this drug has gone strange as well. You mean, you know, there is a, there is a Facebook group called Moms Who Need Wine. It's got nearly three-quarters of a million members. And there are memes all over the place. You've got a Facebook. And you'll see frequently, you'll see people saying, is it wine o'clock yet? Wine o'clock? Cheeky glass of wine? I think so. And when people are happily laughing and sharing about the glass of wine they're going to enjoy, how often does glass really mean bottle? There is a bubble of unreality. And we can laugh and joke as much as we want. But the truth is, it's killing people. And so many people are trapped in this loop thinking that it's normal because they can look and they can see their friends all doing the same thing. And they get told by people, if you stop drinking, you're going to be boring. You're going to be antisocial. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. And it feels like it's impossible to get out of the loop. And that's why I now dedicate my whole life to helping people quit drinking. In a very strange way, granted. Because I believe I'm the only person who doesn't use willpower at all. Using willpower to try and deal with alcohol addiction has a 95% chance of failure. I explain all about that in the course. But what I would say to you If this is resonating with you, if you're drinking on a daily basis because it's become a part of your relaxation routine, you get home from work, you do all the stressy stuff, you get the kids to bed and you open the bottle of wine. Is that your life? Is it worrying you? Is it scaring the hell out of you? Then do something. Do something about it. Don't be one of those three million people who leave their children behind in this world. Don't leave your husband or your wife behind because you didn't take any action you should trust me on this alcoholism is like quicksand when you realize you've got a problem and you start to kick and struggle on your own what happens yeah you sink deeper let someone lead you out of this maze and there are plenty of really good authors out there there's so many good books and messages coming out at the moment you don't need to use me I would be honored to help you, but there are plenty of other people with great messages as well. Annie Grace is fantastic. Um, William Porter's book, Alcohol Explained, is amazing. Jason Vale's very good. Uh, Kevin O'Hara is very good as well. Lots of great messages out there, but just take my advice. The best time to have dealt with this drinking problem was 10 years ago. don't stress about that too much because it's gone. The very best next time to deal with it is right now. So if you would like some more information, why don't you join me for my next free Quit Drinking Without Willpower webinar. My God, that's difficult to say. (laughs) It's a good job I don't drink anymore. Uh, If you want to join the free webinar, go to www.stopdrinkingexpert.com and reserve your place for the next session. Uh, you can also get lots of blog uh, posts and articles at the website as well. Uh, you can find me on YouTube and on Facebook. But for now, with this being the first ever Happy Sober Podcast. I'm going to close it here, and thank you very much for your time. If you have anything you would like me to talk about, if there's any subject or situation that's troubling you, and you want some advice, or you just want me to wax lyrical about it for a little bit, then drop me an email. Craig at com is the email address. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and share, and let's spread this message together.